In that very moment, when he approached the fire, he was instantly changed forever. Had not Moses listened to God's voice through the bush, he may not have found what everybody else was truly missing. This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, podcast, what's up? Worship leaders, pastors, friends, teachers, musicians, singers, audio tech, we're so glad that you're here. Thank you again for subscribing to the Worship Team Training Podcast. All of our great members watching us through Worship Team Training University and great worship leaders, pastors, listening to us on the audio playback through iTunes, Stitchers, iHeartRadio, so forth. And we thank you guys for making us a part of your weekly development and growth in your worship and church ministry. We say that because we have a lot of pastors that listen to us so welcome pastors again and we thank you guys for joining us new listeners thank you so much and if you wouldn't mind please hit the the subscribe button on the top of wherever that you're listening to itunes stitcher wherever and select us as a favorite and we thank you for doing that and friends we also ask that you would uh, hit us up at our email that's brandon you can reach me brandon at worshipteamtraining.com so welcome to today's topic is worship your team's priority so what does that mean uh the deep intimacy and friendship of god that's really what we're talking about um one of my favorite mentors buddy owens defined that as worship he defined worship as true intimacy and fellowship with god friendship with god I really find that to be important as we dive into our topic today because this kind of intimacy involves the understanding of making the priority to worship. This kind of friendship with God also involves identity. We were inspired to do many things in our worship teams week in and week out, year after year, we make our goals, but the one and only thing that that thing that we can aspire to is in his worship that's where it's found members uh, we want to say to you join us for the next thursday training coming up on the events page you will find uh, tony guerrero uh, that will be released next week and then also our good friend a good friend tom Kreuter, stephen brewster and many more so don't miss these shows by going to wttu.co slash events let's get right back to it shall we Oh, and a quick reminder of you guys that are listening, if you haven't gone to worshipteentraining.com to get our newsletter, please do so. You get a first-time gift of a devotional written by yours truly, so be sure to go to worshipteentraining.com, sign up for the newsletter. Thank you for that, friends. So let's jump right back to it about making the priority of worship. What does that truly mean? You know, for me, I think about our own worship team, And this is something that uh, Mark Roberts, who was on the program last week, talked about the essentials of worship and what does that mean for the worship leader. I look at our, my local church, my team, and there is, there was the thought before of, well, yeah, but I'm just a singer, I'm just the audio tech. You guys have heard me say that before, but now. I'm seeing that each one of our musicians and singers, they are coming to that point where they're saying, yes, I am a leader, and I do see God working through me. I'm not just the uh, weekly rotated person. It's so easy for us to think that, and my thought walking away 
is, gee, I wonder how many other worship teams feel that way, where you feel like you're just a rotated team member. Maybe you feel undervalued. Maybe you don't see yourself as a leader. But here's the real truth. God already has called your name to be a leader. You may think that your role is insignificant, but what you don't think about is the significant impact that the church sees and how God is using you. And that's what we're here to encourage you about today. So I've listed four reasons why your worship to God should be your first priority. Now, answer that kind of how do we bridge that together about us not seeing ourselves as leaders and then the priority of worship to God. Very, very simple. I believe that the more and more that we prioritize worship in our daily lives, the more that we see Jesus working through, we see and experience the Holy Spirit bringing things to mind of biblical references. Um, we, we understand the Father who speaks to us even as we sleep, who tells us that we are His child, we are His kid. This is where we find identity. And I believe that as we dig deeper into what our true identity is in Jesus, we begin to, as a byproduct, I believe, experience the priority setting of what worship is, which is deep fellowship and, and, and really I say worship is a response to God. We then are responding to Him. So here are four reasons why your worship to God should be your first priority. Exodus seven sixteen. Then they say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to say to you, Moses says, Let my people go, check this out, so that they may worship me in the desert. Often when we read Exodus, we just see the first part of Moses at the bush, God speaking to him. But it's that second half when God says, So that they may worship me in the desert. That's a priority right there that God's placing on his own worship. Mark 12, 30, Jesus says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. Luke 4, 8, Jesus says, as he's speaking to Satan now, it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Again, priority. 1 Peter 2, 9, But you are a chosen people, 1 Peter says, a royal priesthood. Okay, here he is now. New Testament's now saying your role is more significant than what you realize. He's saying you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Belonging. We are a, a belonging body of people to God. We belong to Him. It goes on that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness and into His wonderful light. Praise be to God. So regardless if you're on the platform or not, you're first a worshiper and then a leader second. So our first point, Moses gives us insight to understanding why worship is important, why it was important to Moses, why it should be important to us, and how it is important to God. So let's go through it. In Exodus 3, God calls Moses alone by a burning bush. I alluded to that at the very intro of the broadcast. This was Moses' first encounter of worship. Now, what's interesting here is that we see Moses being moved from a man of doubt and excuses to a man of definitive obedience and growth, purpose and priority in God's will. So essentially, here, 
we see Moses as a person in worship. He takes off his sandals as God says, remove your sandals for the ground is holy, that you're standing on is holy. Now, when was the last time that, no, maybe not when you enter the worship service, you kicked off your shoes, maybe, maybe you have, but when was the last time that you felt like there were things that you had to let go to become one with God? For Moses, it was, it was his sandals. For us, it could be something else. Maybe it could be our phones. Maybe it could be our Facebook updating. Maybe it could be a new device, uh, anything that we may be holding on dearly. What about, I challenge you, I've said this before in other broadcasts, could you go a full 24 hours without Facebook or Instagram? Can you really not look at your newsfeed? Can you really not look at your own profile to see who's liked the last statements that you made or jokes or pictures of your cats that you posted? Could you really go through a whole 24 hours not caring and then use that time to focus a priority on God himself? That's a pretty hard, that's a pretty tough challenge. So, hey, if you're doing it right now, if you want to set that as a goal, hit me up and let me know. Brandon at worshipteamtraining.com. That's my email. So we see God now pressing into Moses. Moses now is pressing into God. And as Moses, as he moves closer, he discovers more about who God is beyond what he thought. I mean, think about it. Moses is tending sheep, a very, you know, uh, meager job, a very important job. But there's also a lot of time that he has in that job. He could have easily ignored the call of Moses. Uh, I'm sorry, ignored the call of God. He could have just walked right by while the bush is burning. He hears God speak and, well, I'm, I'm not going to. That doesn't really interest me. I'm going to go over here where the Wi-Fi connection is stronger. Okay, we do that. God's calling our attention, and yet we get distracted by something else. So I think that it's important to see that just like a lot of the biblical, biblical characters, Moses hears God's voice, and he does it. He just springs right into action. Now, there's other, there's other instances. You read about Jonah. God speaks to Jonah, and then Jonah flees. Instead of coming to God, he runs away from God. What's interesting, though, is that each person still has their response to God, and they do it timely. That's the most interesting thing for me, is that they, if, if they agree with God or not agree with God, at least they still respond to God. So there is that priority of God himself. Number two, all right, so number one was Moses giving us insight of why worship is important. Number two, how is worship important to God, you may ask. God performed his work and spoke his word through him, through Moses. Even the assembly became aware of God's compassion and mercy beyond the miracles and the messengers. This is why Jesus was so frustrated with his people because they were looking for, as he said, this adulterous generation, looking for a sign. God, just Jesus, give us a sign from heaven that you're, you're really going to do something or that you're really God or that you're really listening to me when our priority is clearly on something else and not God himself. The uniqueness, though, of Moses' leadership was found in his humility and his vulnerability before God and man. When's the last time that you put yourself before the church in leading worship and just had that thought of, Lord, I am vulnerable before you and I'm transparent and open before these people? 
Not many can say that. As I've talked about before in last week's program, we talked about uh, singing, and I talked about confidence. A lot of us singers and musicians alike, worship leaders too, we get nervous. We think about uh, the vulnerability of our own skill, maybe. But what if skill was removed from that equation? Would God still see your vulnerability in a holy way? Would God really see your heart turning the tables and saying, you know what, I don't care about the exterior of what I'm trying to do, but God, I want my interior to glorify you. Or you may be saying, yeah, but Brandon, my my interior is not that great. You know what? You're in the right place because it's God himself who can clean, heal, restore, forgive within our hearts so that what is not right becomes right. As I've opened up saying um, that he moves us from darkness into his wonderful light. First Peter, the verse that we read there. So God deserves reverence by all that. He deserves our our homage um, and knees bent to the earth. Upon the foundation, Moses was able to lead the masses, yet he understood that his dependability was not on his own leadership, but God. You can see that when you read Exodus, Moses is now giving excuses like, well, I'm slow of speech. God, I can't do this. And I I don't feel very well. And you know what? Um, Aaron can speak a lot better than I can. And God's like, okay, well, I'll use Aaron. It's like we use all these excuses. Could you imagine the God Almighty coming to you and saying, I'm going to make you a father of nations. I'm going to use you to lead my people out of Egypt. I mean, would you not just fall on your face? I I mean, I would. I don't think I have any words to say except just the, the reverence and the awe of God. You know, but then you have Moses going, I'm slow of speech. It's like... You know, slap Moses in the face. Come on, are you are you awake? Right? So when do we become awake? Point number three, why worship goes beyond your job title. Oh, this is a good one. Um, when I first began worship ministry, I firmly believed that my calling was to be a worship leader. And I kind of hung on that title thinking that, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm am I, uh, I, I, what, I was like, I first started leading worship when I was 15 16, I was leading worship with uh, a youth called, uh, an organization called, um, oh man, um, I just forgot that wasn't good, (laughs) Um, Student Venture, and also Young Life. Uh, A great, great mentor of mine, Eric Wolf, who now um, counsels pastors in Colorado, just a a beautiful, beautiful, great guy, and, uh, and his wife. And so I remember distinctively him calling me, hey, Brandon, we need you to lead worship. And I too was like thinking, yeah, but who am I kind of thing. I had that Moses experience also. But when I became closer and closer with God and realized, man, he is the only one that I care and that I love. And I need your strength, Lord. I want you to be glorified and honored. That's when I think I began to see the priority of God. And I began to see myself beyond the job title because really your job title to God, let's face it, means nothing. The job titles that we float around the church thinking, yeah, well, I do this and I'm great at this. Um, you know, it could be a volunteer um, or an elder. I do this committee and that committee, you know, that kind of thing. Um, or I play guitar here and I sing this there. And I I mean, I spoke with the drummer offline and um, I was very interested in getting some getting some work to him. And, and all it was was just as, well, I play here and such and such and I do this and that. And it kind of it came across like this kind of showboating kind of thing. And 
you know, and I just kept my responses very minimal. Okay, well, hey, thanks for letting me know about all that stuff. That's great. And uh, I hope that we speak again. But, you know, your identity in Christ is really your title before God and before people. It's not, I'm the best famous keyboard player or the most well-renowned singer, whatever that it is. That may be a skill for you, but that's not your title. And I believe that once we truly understand why title is important is because we have learned what identity says about our relationship, our identity in Christ, being a child of God, what that really means. So this can help combat the feelings of disconnectedness when you feel like, yeah, but I'm, a, I'm not on rotation this week. I'm not leading worship this week. And I... And then you kind of, some people I know I've talked to them, they felt like, man, I'm kind of down because I'm not up there playing or I'm not leading and I feel weird. I can't, I've heard this said by many worship leaders and they say, yeah, but when I go, when I go experience worship somewhere else, I had this feeling like I got to lead and I really can't worship because my brain is so fixated on that. How do we come away from that? How do we get to the place where, yes, we realize and recognize what we do is important, but it's based upon identity, and then that flows into the priority of worship to God. At that point, when we're focused on His priority, we should not care about what our priority is in terms of how people may see us. I know that my mind goes that way when I'm not leading worship. And so I've gotten to a place in my life where I have understand now that, you know, worship doesn't depend on me. And it, my leading, it doesn't matter. God can lead. God doesn't need me to get in. I'm just getting in the way. God can praise himself. I remember uh, Dr. Tony Evans said something like that. So it's it's more of a, you know, when I come out now and and I experience worship with churches and, I, and I'm not leading, I'm, you know, I feel so saturated by the word of God and by the prayers of the people, by the singing of the church that I find myself in such awe and reverence that I can't sing. Have you ever experienced that before? It's the most weirdest thing. I, I just feel like when when, a, when it's a good message in the song and, and the prayers just line up with scripture and you know the Holy Spirit is just moving. It, you know, my heart feels like God's just making a symphony of praise within me. And all I can do, literally, all I can do is tear up. Words don't come out, I'm speechless, and I just, Really, I just start, I cry. And, and, but that is a response to God. I, crying is a great response to God. Falling on your face as you're on the floor, prostrate. I mean, you know, how often is that that we enter our worship spaces that way? I know worship leaders, we have jobs to do, pastors. We're thinking about the message and we got all a list to do on Sunday morning. But how can we compartmentalize that, right? And we still have it there as, as a focus priority to do. But we can lock it in, pause it for a moment, and then come away and really just enjoy the presence and the worship of God, not worried about the other things around us. If we've done our job during the week and we rely on our teams and we've learned how to empower them and we can be safe with our leaders and let them lead, I think that should behoove us and give us more willingness to really let go. Number four, identity. When we tap into our identity in Christ, allowing, I think, allowing this to absorb the fiber of our very being, God 
renews our minds. He transforms our senses and shapes our will to be His. That, that comes from Romans 12 too. We, we're transformed. And when we begin to see a change in our relationship with God, we see the change because our worship changes. And I think that's a great sign of growth is that when, when you see your relationship change with God, it's because your worship has changed in God. No matter if we are in the action of leading worship or taking part among the church, still, even if you're off rotation that week, you are still an instrument of God's grace, of God's peace. You are still leading worship as much as you are from the back or being in the pew as you are on stage. Let the worship be your priority, not the leading of it. Let the Holy Spirit do it through you. This is why God used Moses to deliver the Israelites, because God wanted his people to be delivered back to himself in true worship. God did not want Moses to become the focal point. He wanted to use Moses as his mouthpiece, but God did not want the people worshiping Moses like they were worshiping Baal and other idols. God today longs to redeem, bring his people back to him and away from the social media, away from technology, away from the cultural trends and the current events and even uh, things that happen within our own lives that maybe we, we need to not just put aside to forget them, but we put them at the feet of Jesus to redeem them. And that, I know for me, I find worship. And your identity as a worshiper, here, here's the deal. Worship leader, drummer, I'm gonna call you a worship leader too. Singer, whatever. You're, if you're leading God's people in worship on a volunteer basis, doing sound, audio, visual, whatever it may be, band, you are a leader of worship. So let's take the word worship leader. First, become a worshiper. Second, become a leader. I believe if we understand what the priority of worship truly is, then worship is our daily lifestyle. And then we find God's leadership as he does, the Holy Spirit does the leading through us. That, I believe, my friends, is what a worship leader truly is, is one who worships and one who leads through the Holy Spirit. Hey, friends, before we conclude with this podcast message, I want to let you know that it also comes from a brand new ebook that I've released called Joy, and it's about the joy in worship. Get it with a membership when you join WTTU.co. And also, just ask you, you know, do you agree with this podcast, disagree? Have I opened your eyes to something? Uh, let us know. Let me know. You can find us on our socials, Twitter at WorshipTT, Instagram at WorshipTeenTraining. Even better, email me. Brandon at worshipteentraining.com. And if you find these podcasts helpful, why not have this kind of spiritual development and practical music training for skill development that comes right to your church in a Friday and Saturday workshop? Visit worshipteentraining.com slash workshops and learn, learn what it means to have an intuitive and fun, creative way to step up the skills and heart of your worship team. Best of all, we come to you. Check out worshipteentraining.com slash workshops. Now let's return to the conclusion of our podcast. Let worship be your priority. And as said before, allow God to break up your heart to be vulnerable before Him and before His people. Allow the Lord Jesus to lead you through those pastures because He is our shepherd. We're not the ones in charge. He is. Let the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, walk beside you. 
to be your counsel, to be your comfort, to be your guide. Each moment when you lead in worship. I know there's that nanosecond right before, like when we first get up, before the mouth, the, the words from our mouths hit the microphone. There's that nanosecond of, of that nervousness of, oh, I want this to go right kind of thing. Let God fill that space with His holiness. Let Him fill and flood your heart with words that matter because it's based upon His priority and also your identity in Jesus. So, friends, thank you so much for um, being with us today. I hope that you share this podcast with a friend. Please do that. If you're on iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, wherever, um, I ask you humbly, would you give us a five-star rating? And also write up a comment about what you liked about the show, uh, things that really challenged and resonated with your heart. And we thank you for that um, again. But please, please share this podcast with a friend. Uh, members, go ahead and, and share this with your worship teams as you meet for rehearsal. This is what it's all about, friends. So we thank you so much for joining us. And as always, I say at the end of every broadcast, uh, be the real you. You don't need to be perfect. Just let the Lord Jesus lead you both in life and in worship. We'll see you next time. Love you. Bye. This has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship team training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.